Be brave, let go, trust the process. Allow the universe to reveal its beautiful plan for you. Welcome to HEAL, conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of HEAL. Today, we are sitting down with Alyssa Fennick. She is an intuitive business coach and certified yoga therapist. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? Hello, Liz. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. I know you're you're far away from me right now, so it's exci- it's always exciting when I have people from far away, for me anyways, because I get to learn, you know, a little bit about where they are sometimes, and um, and I have a whole new audience sometimes. So it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I love the idea of yoga therapist and a, a intuitive business coach is really cool as well. Um, I do a little bit of work like that, not the yoga therapist part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm curious to understand your journey and how you got to where you are today and what drew you to yoga as therapy and um, the intuitive business coaching. Sure. So tell us your story. Sure, it's a windy road, you know, it kind of evolved. Um, Sometimes I allow things to unfold. I love to learn, so I often follow that. Um, I started with yoga, I would probably say it was probably in college. Honestly, I don't remember what my, everybody's like, I remember my first yoga class. I don't. Um, (laughs) It could have been at the co-rec. I I went to Purdue University. It could have been, you know, I I did a co-op Subaru, like in their gym or something. It was probably at a gym. And, you know, you go for the physical aspects oftentimes at first. Yeah. Some people do. Some people do. They don't realize that it's actually not just for that. Right. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, you know, whatever your way in, I mean, it's, it's great. Yeah. And, um, and then you're like, oh, oh, wow. I enjoy this. I feel good. And, and you start going more and more. And so, so yeah, I've probably practiced yoga for 20 plus years. Wow. And, um, and it was about, oh, probably 10 years before I decided to train and actually become a teacher. So I had a strong practice myself. Mm-hmm. And um, while teacher, because I've taught plenty of yoga teacher trainings now since then, um, while teacher training can help deepen your practice, in my case, I really enjoyed deepening my practice before I became a teacher, mm-hmm. uh, which I think benefited me and, and what I share and then eventually I, I became a teacher um, about a little over 10 years, so almost 12 years, I guess. And then um, and just I went to Germany, actually, to train under Cindy Lee. And so what, why did you go to Germany? Where were you because, living? Why Germany? When- um, so I wanted to train with Cindy Lee of Om Yoga in New York. And I lived in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's where I'm raised and from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um and I, I decided I wanted to train with her. I went to Kripalu in uh, what, Massachusetts, I think. Yep, that's uh, right. To I check am. her out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went to check her out, see if I liked her, because I think that's really important. Mm. You know, if you're going into a teacher training mm-hmm. or a meditation training or any kind of training, like, do you like this person? I think that level of trust and understanding yeah. and knowing. Yeah, I feel like um, even just for yoga class, it's, yeah. you know, it's exciting to try a new class, but you really, I feel, again, this is just my experience that you have to connect to the, the teacher or at least like their style or yeah. cadence or yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And know that they're going to impart their wisdom upon you in some way, even if you outgrow them eventually, you know, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, you know, like there's something that resonates that you can learn from them. Right. And 
so with me, I, I love traveling and, um, and I was able to travel. So she taught in New York, in Japan and in Germany. And I chose Germany and went twice for 10 days stints. Wow. And just rented a studio apartment and stayed and like, you know, I probably stayed longer than 10 days and I did some work remotely. And, um, and I just, I just, that's how I love to travel and live. And yeah. so I did it that way. And it was easier than going twice a month to New York for four months or five months. You know, just, there's something to be said about getting yourself thrown into something for 10 days and then, yeah, you're immersed in it and you're, I, I don't want to use the word forced and have it set, come across as a negative term, but you're forced to do a lot of the work in a short amount of time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Now I, I did enjoy it. And I will say that I also hated yoga after being immersed in it for 10 days. And that's that? like your can, whole can life. You, I, you know, I don't know. I think because I, it like, it's, it, I, I realized immersive experiences aren't my thing. After. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Of course. I, lo I love yoga now, but like my initial, like every time I would leave, would be like, Oh, I need a break from yoga. And is um, it what, can I ask you another question? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Do you feel like, I mean, you know yourself, do you feel like it was like, Oh my God, you can't believe there was it a, was it this thought of they're making me do this again that, or was it more like, this is too much at one time? I yeah, I think it was it more too much at one time, like very immersive because I mean, eat, sleep, breathe yoga, you know, yeah. training all day, homework at night and yeah. start up again. And, you know, you get to really know yourself and it's like, no, I really like a break. And, um, and I, you know, intensive trainings like that bring up a lot about yourself too so I remember I don't know if it's the first set or the second set you know when there's feedback time and I'm a perfectionist or I would say I'm a recovering perfectionist oh that's good at that, yeah <laughs> at that point in time you know it's like oh I didn't do it perfect and yeah and I remember being upset and then I just went uh with a couple ladies and and got a, a shot of, uh, what is it, grappa? There was a little <laughs> Italian coffee shop and got a shot of that or two and that kind of helped let it go. Um, and, you know, just do kind of something outside of the norm too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I, I do, I did love my experience and I'm glad that I did it and I trained, I had a great foundation. Yeah. As a, um, in, in like, it launched me into training in Thai yoga massage and then eventually yoga therapy, because I had this great foundation in, it was, it was vinyasa, but with a strong ashtanga and a yengar base for mm -hmm. so the alignment, the use of props and everything. And so, um, but yeah, I trained in Berlin, Germany, and I love that because maybe there were two or three Americans yeah, and, you know, a couple of those were expats and then my crazy, my crazy self coming all the way from the U.S., <laughs> But, you know, I still just to hang like, out for 10 days, hang out for 10 days, because <laughs> that's how I am. And I have to honor that. And, yeah. um, and then, yeah. And so, you know, like I said, that was, um, that was in 2011. So, um, so what happened after 2011, after you became certified, you gradually went into yoga therapy or did, did gradually, was... because I, I was the chief operating officer for a national organization, and had worked in, with international organizations as well prior to that. And um, I realized, you know, I'd always thought I'd shoot for the top, um, be CEO, that sort of stuff. And then I was like, I don't want to do this. 
this is exhausting because parallel to getting my uh, yoga teacher certification, this is my first 200 hour. Um, I was working 70 plus hours a week. Yeah. So when I graduated, I was teaching five classes plus working that much, you know, because that's how I was programmed. And I, you know, (laughs) that's how success and value was, you know, at that time for me. Mm -hmm. And I stopped sleeping and I, uh, I mean, I slept some, but like, that's when it really changed. And I was drinking coffee and pop to keep up with my demand of work and lifestyle and eating whatever. And, um, and I was just like, you know, but at a certain point, because of the, the deeper you go into yoga practice or other, you know, very uh, practices that cultivate that self-awareness, you start to realize now, maybe this isn't the direction I want to go. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like, like you mentioned the word programming and I'm big into that again, told you before we started recording, but my listeners know that I was a school teacher for 16 years in the States here. And, um, I got to the point where I just was like, this isn't what I can, I can't do that. Not that I can't do it, but it's not what is feeding my soul right now. It's, Mm -hmm. it just, it sounds whatever it sounds like, but to me, it was just, my truth is I can't do this Monday through Friday. I can't, put all of my energy into this because it it felt like it was sucking me dry of any energy. And this business that I have here on the nights and the weekends, um, I almost couldn't be available for it. And it's a mindfulness business. Like it's a business of healing and growing. And I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I just, and I knew I needed to break free from that mm-hmm. constant energy suck. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was just, I was done. I couldn't do it anymore. So, yeah, when you're, I mean, and, and that's a, a service position. So if you can't serve because you're just exhausted, I mean, both things that you're doing, I guess, right? Um, you know, because <laughs> right. you're just exhausted, you know, and we're not machines, even though that is a, a, a programming. Yeah. And, if and, I'm not busy, I'm not successful. It doesn't matter right? how much money I'm making. I just need to be busy all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's a pretty interesting thing. And, you know, and the more you... Um, do self-awareness practices and really understand who you are beneath all of that programming and busyness and societal expectations. It's like, wait a minute. So, you know, that was the start of an eventual, I mean, really big shift for me. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, over 10 plus years and, um, and, you know, eventually we ended up uh, in Mexico and I have a toddler in Mexico. And so, you know, so there's a lot of stuff that happened in between and, and happy to share. But eventually I left that job um, to figure out what I wanted to do. And um, how scary was that at the time? Oh, it was super scary. I remember like I wanted to quit. And of course, you know, my father didn't, or my parents in general, but especially my father didn't understand because, you know, I remember my cousin and I always talking about we're of different generations. Yeah. We don't stay at a job for 10, 20 years. I mean, I watched him get laid off from two jobs that he stayed at for 10, 20 years. I mean, yeah. so when you're, when you're seeing that, like you're, and then you're looking at what, you know, what really fills me up, 
know, it was just a different mindset, different generations. It's not, it's um, interesting. We're not, we were not taught. We're probably around the same age. You're probably younger than me, but it doesn't matter. We're around the same generation, but um, <laughs> we're taught that it's a, you don't have to like love what you do. You have a good job. Does it pay your yeah. bills? Are you getting paid? You know, mm-hmm. are you able to live? Okay. Then that's fine. Be yeah. grateful for that. You have that. And yeah. I understand there are not a lot of people who have that. I get, I get it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that whole portion of my life was about survival. Yes. Know, just and making I mean, that you, money. And- yeah. If you look at, I mean, generationally, I mean, especially great grandparents, what, you know, they were probably around our age when the great depression hit. So even prior to that, but especially like coming from that, it's like that shifts things, war, the dep- great recessions, depressions, those sort of things shift mentality. Right. So, you know, you, you look at like the early fifties starting to have more and then, you know, that shifted our parents and then more so even us. So, you know, we're still raised with strong worth e- work ethics, but it's yep. in that, yeah, just to survive. And it's like, wait a minute, there's actually a different way to live. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but we have to break those cycles um, yeah. and, and start to tune in. And luckily we have that opportunity because not yeah. every generation does. Well, there are deep seated beliefs. A lot of us just, and sometimes before we are able to look inward and do that awareness of self work, well, we have to become aware that we have those beliefs. It's oh, just, right. you know, the, the first step is really being like, Oh wait, this is not right. Like becoming aware is the first mm-hmm. step. And that's right. hard because how do you know that you're unaware? <laughs> Yes, that's all that subconscious <laughs> stuff that's uh, playing out in 90% of our lives. Right. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that that's a challenge. I mean, even up until a few years ago, I still had the belief that I needed to trade hours for dollars. Yes. Yeah, that I had to work hard yeah. to make a living. And yes. I still have to work through that to an extent. It's At least I'm aware of it. Um, and it's like, no, I can do it in a different way. Yep. Um, I remember uh, being told when I was, I was, I, I need to finish my book, but I'm writing my book. Oh my and- God, you sound just like me. <laughs> oh wait, what's this on my chair behind me? Oh, it's that book that I started in 2020. Oh man, that's a, you know, it's an endeavor. It's an endeavor. Um, yeah. I got a great chunk of it done. And then I'm like, I just need a break. I need yeah. A- yeah. It'll years. come in the right timing. Totally. It'll come in the right timing. Both of <laughs> my books. Um, but yeah, just like, oh, well, that's so unrealistic to be writing a book and be an entrepreneur. And I was told that by family members and it's like, uh, and have a child, you know, be a single mother of a child. And it's like, why not? That's unrealistic because you've never known it or dreamed of it or it's been their limiting to. beliefs. Yeah, it's not exactly. your limiting belief. You just need to figure out. Yeah. But we do believe, you know, we put a lot of stake in, in what our parents think and say, of and course. because they're the experts. Well, we know as parents now that they're, they were just doing what they thought was of right. Course. Of course. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But our, we've expanded our awareness and our knowledge a little bit more thankfully. And we know that there is more mm-hmm. than the traditional yeah. trajectory. Exactly. But it is true. You know, our family of origin stuff, our parents, we are seeking their approval for whatever reason. It's deeply ingrained. Yeah. I remember when we decided to move to Mexico, I was like, I'm 41 effing years old. Like I can make my own decisions to, um, for my family and what I want is best for my life. Why is this challenging? 
And, you know, and, but I had to kind of do that, like, yeah, yeah, let go of that. But it was just interesting, like, why am I seeking approval? And I want you to tell me that that's a great idea. (laughs) But but you're the one, the, again, you're the adult and you're like, this is what I want to do this. So it is a good idea. And if it doesn't work, I can turn around and come right back. And it's, you know, that's the thing. There's just, I wish Brittany was on the podcast with us today Uh because I want her to hear and I've said this to her growing up mm-hmm. and she's 30 now. So she's, she, I hope understands this and knows this because again, I've said it her whole life is that you can make decisions um, and they might turn out to be the wrong decision, but what it, you know, you learn something from it and it's not the end all be all just because you decide to go to that college. It doesn't mean you can't transfer mm-hmm. or you pick that major doesn't mean you can't quit like I don't know it's just it's not the end-all be-all decisions we make are not it forever exactly no I might not have said that clearly enough but moving to Mexico seems like a big step single mom going to Mexico could it feel scary yeah but it's an adventure I guess it depends Mm -hmm. on how you look at it and knowing that you're not there forever unless you decide to be oh yeah and I went through uh you know a a time because I had I didn't expect to but I had a huge heart opening here like it was in the making yeah and then um I I had a huge heart opening experience here what do you think prompted that and are you willing to share a little bit of it sure well it was just time it was it was just time and yeah I'm happy to share um so what um and the reason I said that is because like during this there was kind of this turmoil and like should I just move back and, and I reached out cause I've always had trouble asking for help or ask, you know, that sort of stuff. I, yeah. I started asking more when I had my daughter, but, um, but like, I really was forced to being in a, especially in another country. And like, there were, uh, I, I look, I've looked at my astrocartography and it's like, you're dealing with family of origin issues. And, um, and it's like, okay, but also where I'm at, San Miguel de Allende is a very healing place. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't realize that moving. Oh, here. interesting. I, and you were drawn there. Just, I was drawn here. It was easy when we visited and, uh, like I had the nannies, I had help. I had a favorite taxi driver who still honks if he sees me walking to this day. Um, like it was just easy. And I was like, and I remember before we moved, I was like, why am I fighting easy? Because yeah. it's different, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's been easy since we've lived here, but some things were still posing a challenge. And I think just to push me into another direction. Yeah. And, um, and then, so when I had come to visit, I stepped into um, one of the churches, which is still my favorite church that I run into sometimes. And I was raised Catholic, but I'm not like a super practicing Catholic or anything. I'm very spiritual and kind of like put it all together. That's right. Um, and so I stepped into a church because they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I remember being drawn because I'm really in tune with energy and being drawn to Jesus. And I was like, what? Because uh, I've always been resistant and was like, then I had a relationship with Mother Mary and you know, all the mother goddesses and stuff. And I was like, am I, is this really happening? And I was like, okay. And so I sat down to pray and cause I was just overcome with emotion. Yeah. And I, and I, it was like the Christ consciousness level, not the Jesus I was raised with, but Christ right. consciousness level of, and it was 
open your heart. Yep. And I'm like, okay. Done. And I knew uh, through various practices, like I've done a lot of work with horses and like, they will tell you where you're holding tension and horses. Then, yeah. My last guest, we talked about horses and how spiritual they are. She mm -hmm. works with horses too. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I have to listen to that episode. They're very, <laughs> yeah. So they, they've told me where I've held tension, um, and as well as having body work and that sort of stuff. So it was like, okay, you know, I'm open to doing that. And then we moved here. And it was not immediate, but a few months later, um, it was, a, you know, I ended up being sick for a couple of weeks. And I always know that even though it's physically sick, it's a transformational on the spiritual level. Like, and my daughter was too, I knew something, something was shifting. And, and a lot of it was letting go. Cause I had a lot of heartbreak with my daughter's father. He left when I was six months pregnant. Um, and it was traumatic and, um, without going into that full story yet, <laughs> but, um, so it was like letting go of that. But then I realized over the six months or so of kind of processing that, um, and diving in and realizing that my heart was half closed. But when I went and did visualizations to open my heart, like it was open, but there was another door, like a bank vault door. And there I was in a, we were so layered. <laughs> Right, like, right. I thought I already had my spiritual awakening. What's right? going on exactly. now? <laughs> yeah. And it's like there I am, naked and in shock, and yeah. like, and I was like, in this, you know, four walled room, and 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 it took a while. Like I, I came out, um, but we're used to what we know, and I would find myself sometimes being back in there. So I'd yeah. have to, you know, you have to do these practices over and over. It's not like a one-time thing. Yeah. And, and our brain goes to safety and our ego brings right? us to safety and our, and yeah. And, and the safe is not always the best. It's just what we know. Exactly. We, it's yeah. just what we know. Just like if you're raised uh, in chaos in childhood, that like you continue to create thrive. chaos. Yeah. <laughs> you thrive in chaos. And Hello, so that, teaching, yeah, right. <laughs> and so shifting that way of being yeah. is challenging because you don't know how that way of being is like yeah. you're learning it. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. It's, Quiet uh -huh. can be uncomfortable. Calm can be uncomfortable. And it's mm -hmm. hard to sometimes trust it when you do, when you are brought up in a different state of being. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And we don't even always know or realize it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so yeah, it was just a journey. And what I, what it kind of culminated, I mean, it's not culminated, I guess, but you know, it, what I started realizing some things shifted and I started being in community with this group, not into, you know, just by the universe kind of pushing me there. And we, we, there's always a sharing circle. And one time they asked like, what does being in community mean to you? Well, there are some people who like, that's no problem. They've lived in community and ashrams and all kinds of stuff. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't, I didn't want to be in a sorority. I'm like, don't want, you know, like I live by my, I've had roommates, but you know, we're, I've been on my own for the most part. Not that I don't like people, like I like people, um, but I've never had to like be with them all the time. Yeah. And so, um, so it was just interesting. And I was like, uh, I'm learning how to be in community. Like this is new mm -hmm. because I also noticed like I will, 
I have to kind of force myself to like go out. And I was at the same time, like doing introspection of, I needed to connect and be more intimate with people in order for me to step up to my next level of being and step into my truest nature, who, you know, and my success level. And it was an interesting thing because when we think about intimacy, we think about a partner, mm-hmm. but it's really like about being vulnerable with oh, others. I was just going to say your heart has to be open. <laughs> yep, exactly. So it was like these things were shifting, you know, it's not like this suddenly, oh, openness. Yeah. And I found myself where I needed, I had to ask my community for help. And I have a beautiful, strong community here. Yeah, I bet you do. Um, and, it, you know, I have friends and family in Indianapolis and I, I had a level of community there, but everybody was still siloed and doing their own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here, maybe it's because most of us are expats, you know, there's 15% expats here. Um, and we're, but I think it's more so because we're like-minded because you could seek out expats who are totally not like-minded um, and that sort of thing. But I think it's like-minded. And so we have gathered by an idea of, of this family gathered with spiritual elders from the Chichimeca um, mm-hmm. people and had fire ceremonies, the cacao ceremonies and, uh, and that sort of stuff with the children. So dancing and singing and music with the children too, so that the children are brought up with the culture, the spiritual culture Mm-hmm. indigenous culture and not necessarily like it's weird it that sounds fabulous weird. it sounds magical it is magical <laughs> yeah we're going to start doing that once a month and it was an idea of of this family and I was like this actually would make me stay here yeah because there, I want to explore other parts of Mexico but I was like this sense of community and raising my daughter with like-minded people where we're actually connecting back to the earth yes Like tonight we're going to do, um, I decided to start including her in a new moon and full moon. Oh, nice. Instead of me just doing it, like I might do my part of writing out things, um, but start to teach her more. Yeah. uh, You can be developmental with her or whatever her age is, you know? Exactly. So yeah, she'll, she'll be three soon. And and so (laughs) have fun with three. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well i've already had fun with two. Oh, three. no it's a three don't oh, don't even okay whatever they say about the twos it's just not true okay you get to so, three well let's uh, <laughs> i'm trying to recultivate my energy and prepare for this <laughs> oh that's great yes I, it's a beautiful age though it, it is i love it, really it is but yes she's so sassy and oh, um, but i also love that she looks up at the moon and she goes la luna knows English too, but it's just so beautiful. So I love that. Yeah. So then how did you end up shifting to yoga therapist and intuitive business coach? Actually, why don't we take a really quick break and we'll shift to that part of your life. um, And then we'll, we'll wrap things up. So we'll be back in just one second. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Thank you again for joining us. I'm here with Alyssa Fennig. 
Sorry, I did it, Alyssa. It's Alyssa Finnig. And (laughs) if you remember, she's an intuitive business coach and certified yoga therapist. And we were going through a bit of her journey and her life story and how she ended up in Mexico and beginning to understand that she needed to open up and rely on a bit of her community. Um, So tell us a little bit more about that and how you ended up becoming a therapist and got into coaching. I'd love to hear more about those things. Sure. So, so I became a yoga therapist, um, oh, five, six years ago. Um, I was actually grandfathered in because as a yoga therapist, you have to do over a thousand hours of training and oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. And clinical work. Yeah. Um, so it's not just, you know, uh, you paid, you know, three grand and did something in two weeks or 21 days or, or nine months or whatever. And so I had, I have had the, um, I was just, I'm a, I love to learn. So of course yeah. I was still ready to learn. And I found a program um, in Ohio, in Columbus, Ohio, at Yoga on High back then um, with beautiful Marsha Miller and uh, Linda Oceans as the teachers. And they are, their wisdom and their knowledge, they worked with Ohio State University, the Ohio State University, and um, and then uh, some other places as well as with veterans and, and all kinds of stuff. And I learned so much. And they bring in Rodney Yee every year. Um, yeah. but he came for like 25 years there and just learned from the way they structured their program was a lot of, you know, these national, internationally known teachers uh, would come in as well as you'd have your core thing. So I was exposed to so much mm-hmm. and plus their own wisdom. I mean, I took nine months of pranayama, yeah. um, all kinds of stuff. And, and I just loved it. And I was able to help so many people. And in turn, in learning that, plus you're doing practicums and that sort of stuff, I was invited to serve on research studies with veterans with between the Veterans Administration Hospital and Indiana University in their Department of Physical Therapy. So for many years, I worked in 12-week segments on on, uh, research studies, yoga therapy versus stretch and exercise Uh uh, for veterans, most of them Vietnam vets, of course, you know, mix, um, but a lot of them older veterans and... um, and using yoga as a therapy, I mean, these very simple things, very simple things. It's not, you know, they're not doing big vinyasa sun salutations or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing such profound changes. And it was, it was beautiful. I, veterans are some of the most resilient people I've ever met having no worked kidding. with so many, yeah. so many different things and just being open. I mean, I've worked with um, people with shrapnel in their neck. Uh, you know, help people stand. I use my Thai massage to help people lift their legs if they're doing something lying down on a PT table. And so I've done a lot of clinical work with chronic pain and PTSD, mm-hmm. especially in the veteran population. And so, but um, I, t- I teach on um, a business development program for yoga therapists called Opt- Optimal State. I'm a guest teacher sometimes. And I love sharing with them, like, even though we're working on ideal clients or niches, that's a marketing purpose, you know, so you're focused. And, but I've had, even though I worked a lot with women with chronic pain, I've worked with veterans. I've worked with a four-year-old who had, who has dwarfism and helped him using a lot of Iyengar props reverse. His spine was reversing. So we're trying to bring it back and realign it. Um, and worked with he and his mother for a long time. And they, they use the prop at home now. Um, I've worked with 
an 80 year old woman, um, all kinds of, you know, I've worked with traumatic brain injuries um, and all kinds of things opened up because I was following my heart and my passion mm-hmm. as a yoga therapist. And mm-hmm. so, and yoga therapy can be physical postures, but a lot of it's breath work and, and yoga nidra meditations and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and, and weaving those in. And recently things came full circle for me. I was, um, you know, here in Mexico, I had mentioned that I had missed being with horses and having my hands on horses to a friend and went over um, to her son and daughter-in-law's house. And, and she said, the neighbor's having some issues with his horse and sat down with the neighbor and it turned into this. And he's a 74 year old Marine Corps vet. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> cowboy from Oregon, who's here. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, it's really not interesting. It's not a coincidence. It's, it's clearly was meant to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And we were talking and I'm holding space in front of a group and we're talking about like how he, his horse was having skin issues and, um, and in the conversation, because of my training, I pick up things and, uh, you know, he's like, I couldn't sleep. The horse couldn't sleep. And I'm like, this is your first horse, wasn't it? Like you have a real bond. And then they lost another horse prior to moving here. And I was like, you guys haven't healed your heartbreak. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. And Mm -hmm. so he's just a messenger. Mm -hmm. And so I had the opportunity to work with them uh, last week, which was beautiful. Um, And he's a horse whisperer himself. Yeah. Uh, it was just amazing but yeah like well, this it was the, it felt like um someone told me it was a timeline collapse which I'm that's new to me but it felt like deja vu like it was supposed to happen this has happened before and it was yeah. really coming full circle that's what they say deja vu is a timeline collapse. so it's okay. two timelines like coming yeah there are and you're just like this feels like it's happened before yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have it all the time it's weird but that was a real like oh my gosh this was so it was very interesting and beautiful. And so things, you know, started coming together because um, I stepped into my work as an intuitive business coach, um, sort of, I had to embrace it mm-hmm. because I, as, you know, as a yoga therapist, I also opened up a 2,500 square foot yoga studio and had yeah. that for five years. Yeah. And, um, you know, I started out small and then we expanded into that space. I had 25 people working for me, you know, it was a large space. Um, and I sold it. It was already on the market in January, 2020. And then, um, of course, you know, then all hell broke loose in March, but, uh, I ended up still selling it in August of that year. Yeah. And in come January, 2021, I was like, oh, I should probably start working again. So I started doing freelance digital marketing because I have that background. And, um, within six weeks, I had eight clients because, you know, not everybody understands how to work with, uh, more wellness or spiritual minded entrepreneurs. And yeah. I did. And so yeah. it was really easy uh, to build. It wasn't on purpose. It just sort of happened. Because uh, uh, it was supposed to, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and and so then, you know, I had all this experience and background. Uh, and at, so post pandemic, post having a child, I mean, I know the pandemic's still going on, but you know, like post like real core of it post having my daughter, um, cause you know, like I said, she'll be three soon. And she was six months when the pandemic ensued. And it was like, what, who am I now? Like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Because I have all this business and marketing knowledge, but I also have all this therapeutic 
Eastern medicine knowledge, spiritual medicine knowledge, like, Mm -hmm. and so it took me a while, um, but I kept getting inquiries about creating my digital nomad life, moving, you know, working online, building a business that works for you on your terms. Mm -hmm. And with all of my experience, I was like, okay, well, I guess I can share that. Um, but I was resistant at first because I, I like to share it in a very authentic way, mm-hmm. not in a, I'll just get you to six figures. Yeah, it's possible. Um, but like, what is your heart aligned with? Yes, you know, I like to right. share that, that uh, what comes up with my clients is uh, just recently is like, why isn't my business growing? Oh, but then this happened in my personal life and I'm no yeah. longer <laughs> engaged. And, you know, and this, and it's like, well, maybe I don't really want to be here. I want to be somewhere else. And, yeah. and it's yeah. like, let's take care of that kind of stuff. Um, so finally it kind of all merged together, Yeah, which was really interesting and, um, and started really embracing that. Cause I was, like I said, resistant. And um, I have but- to say a lot of people in this field don't really know how to, oh, that's, I don't want to generalize. So I hope mm-hmm. no one takes offense. But when you're a heart-centered entrepreneur, you tend to want to help people. That's kind of your nature. Mm-hmm. So you're you don't always feel like the business side makes sense because you just want to help people. And I shouldn't want money, even though you need it to survive and yeah. to run your business. <laughs> you know, yeah. you have to have a business mind as well as that heart-centered. Um, exactly. Yeah. So or it's tricky for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, because that's a limiting belief. We start, you know, start yep. out about limiting beliefs. It's a lack mindset, limiting belief. If I'm doing something spiritual, I can't make money, you know, and actually like I've told people over and over again, uh, because a lot of times I'm helping people focus and not be all over the place too. That's also (laughs) very common in this field, (laughs) right? When you're high Vata uh, dosha or, you know, or just living up in the, you know, the third eye chakras or crown, you know, you got, you have to, you can't, or if you, or if you do have that creative piece Mm -hmm. and you're, you're constantly maybe creating work. This, okay. So I might be speaking about myself, um, <laughs> creating workshops and classes and what can I do next to get people through the door and, you know, like, blah, 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 blah. so that's constantly going because especially now that I'm not teaching full time, mm-hmm. I've got, Oh, what am I doing? You know, yeah. my brain's not busy 24 seven. Yeah. How am I? Yeah. <laughs> so I have to fill it. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. Let's start a podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as you're loving it, I mean, I think it's I good, do. but yes, yeah. having the structure is really good too. And, um, and yeah, cause I have another client who, um, she is so knowledgeable and gifted and shares she's on faculties and she helps people individually, but she's like doing all these things. And she hired me cause she's like, I'm going to be 60 soon. And I don't, I want to be on a boat. Like I, I, she's like, I want my captain's license. I want to be on a boat. I do not want to be spread so thin and, um, and, and doing these things. But that actually came out after about 45 minutes of talking. That was not the first reason we, <laughs> we discussed, but I, you know, I tend to see that comes up you know, as I work with people. Well, that's your like, skill though, your skill of yeah. listening and taking things out of some, a conversation um, exactly. and your intuitive ability to be able to pick up on that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's the, your like, skill. What does your ideal life look like? You can get there. And we are on a, another call and she heard about somebody else doing that. I was like, yeah, you can totally do that too, but you have to be focused. Like yep, with your, where your awareness goes, your energy flows, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And so, I mean, I'm guilty of that too, because oh, I'm- Oh yeah, me too. And I know that and I yeah. teach that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean- Yeah, I'm highly creative and I have to reset. Like I try to do morning pages, like in the, you know, writing out, like, where am I? Why is my heart feeling this way? Why am I feeling this? Oh, where do I want to go? Um, and, you know, I was even thinking of like, what is my why for sharing yes. what I do? Yeah. And, um, and I, after some thought process for a while, because it, you know, it didn't come at first, what is my why for building wealth for my family and breaking that cycle? Um, uh, and because it is a cycle, like my, and that's parents- the other thing people feel like their whys have to be the spiritual loving some like, Oh, because of my child and I want to provide. Yeah. Yes. But it's okay to say my why is to have a beach house and a you know, because yeah. it's free, it's freedom. It's time freedom. My why is because I want to have all yeah. these things. And you said it break that. I think that, that mindset of lack, I can have everything that I want. Yeah. It is a mindset of lack. That's really often instilled in us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and that like, for me, what my why is, of course, it is the certain things that I want the lifestyle I want, but once I started thinking about it deeply, my why is really to break, like honor the sacrifices of all the women before me. Yes. Men too, but you know, the women who didn't really have a choice. They, you know, I was telling the veteran the other day that I I mentioned, I was like, I'm the first woman in my family who like, who's like doing my own thing and living my life the way I want on my terms. Doesn't, yes. it doesn't mean it's always easy, but yeah. everyone else, um, you know, like my mother, grandmother, you know, they were kind of trapped in a way, my mother less so than my grandmothers, but trapped in a way because of the times as well and the situation. And it's like, uh, Cause we had this big giant talk about what is forgiveness and generational. It was very interesting. Yeah. Um, but it was like, no, my why is to honor those sacrifices and pave a new way forward for my daughter and grandchildren. Um, that's my why of why I teach what I do mm-hmm. and why I'm sharing my wisdom and expertise and not mm-hmm. holding it back that's because right. I mean, for a few years, well, you know, I was, raising my daughter and, and the whole pandemic and trying to figure out what I want. I wasn't sharing my wisdom. And a part of me was like, Oh, I feel like I need to do that, but I needed to give it time to come together. Uh So, but yeah, that that's my big why behind sharing what I do and helping Uh other women, but also in, um, in building, you know, wealth for ourselves or, or creating the life where we can travel more. Right. Enjoy that. And, and learning from that travel because you yeah. love to learn. Yeah. Exactly. So tell me a little bit more about your business coaching. Um, and you're, let me ask you before you tell me this, um, sure. both of those things, the yoga therapist, intuitive business coach, do you do those together um, as you're doing coaching for business? Do you incorporate some of your yoga um, therapist therapy stuff and is that like the mindset belief and is that the you know becoming yeah. aware and breathing like is that all incorporated it's, or are they two separate things but, well it's I I don't incorporate it on everything that I do a yeah. lot of times what it looks like is you know I, I'm working on business growth strategies marketing strategies you know and and that coaching consulting part and then what comes up is 
the, a need for nervous system regulation, a need for more yeah. energy, yeah. a need yeah. for what does my heart really want? I don't want to, I don't know if I want to be having this brick and mortar, you know, I want yeah. to be more digital nomad or something like that. Yeah. And can you then, help me become a digital nomad? So sure. I can go everywhere. Of course, of course. <laughs> you know, what I'm dreaming about lately in my head, I'm like, why can't I do what I do here somewhere else? Someone can hire me to do that for a week or a weekend, or where do I find people to hire me to do that? Right. <laughs> and I think exactly. I budget my boyfriend who I've been with for 29 years. Mm-hmm. We live together. He probably wouldn't want me to leave and go somewhere for the weekend <laughs> without him. <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't really consult with him. I just, <laughs> just do it. Just, yeah. do it. just do it. I know um, my dream right now is like, um, I, cause I want my hands on horses more and I'm like, and then suddenly I get known and like someone from Scotland is like, come work on my horses because I'm suddenly, okay. so I'm just going to put that dream out there. Um, and they're yeah. fly me in. Um, and yeah. why water. can't I do Reiki yeah. and mindfulness and help coach all over the place? I, I know I can, but why yeah. can't they just fly me out there to do that? Right. We can put that on our new moon manifesting uh, plan yeah that's a great yeah. idea I didn't even exactly. think see because sometimes I don't think that big and I need to yeah well you know I recently told a group I was teaching I was like it sounds like unicorns and rainbow thinking but yep. like it's and, not and nope. especially being where I'm at in Mexico there's people who are di- total digital nomads like I like having a home base yeah um and then traveling but like there are people doing all kinds of stuff you would never dream of Right. And yeah, it is that mindset shift and, yep. and it can be easy and um, it's just working through our stuff, right? Yep. Yeah. Working through <laughs> it. Working through it. I keep thinking I don't have a lot of time left, but I actually, I'm fine. Everything's fine. You're fine. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, yeah. so how would people get in touch with you if they were interested in your services as a coach? Or sure. therapist. Sure. So um alyssafinnick.com is my website. And, and also- I'll put that in our podcast notes Perfect. too. So don't even worry about spelling it right now. Okay, great. <laughs> and Alyssa Finnick's also my handle on Instagram. I'm more awesome. active there, even though I have Facebook. Yeah. And now I am doing um VIP private luxury retreats here in San Miguel de Allende. Let me know if you need anyone to do Reiki or mindfulness. I do yoga nidra meditations. I do chakra healing meditations. I do all that stuff. Yes. (laughs) See, that's it. I just manifested. Now you can hire me to go to Mexico. Yeah. So, so yes, because I believe that reconnecting to nature helps drop you into that creative space. Yeah. And, um, and happened to just something unfolded here that I could do that and offer it and have a client fabulous. for a week and a couple weeks, and then staying a couple weeks to enjoy the city. Cause it's a UNESCO world heritage site and very touristy as well, but not like Tulum touristy or Cabo. It's a lot of architecture and culture, that yeah. sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. It sounds it's, fabulous. It is. It is. So we'll, we'll include all of your sites and all of your information. Um, I said all of your sites, but you know, your social handles, your website and all of that information in our podcast notes. And before I ask you the last three questions that I ask everyone, is there anything that you want to share? Um, anything else that you'd like to share? When will your books come out? (laughs) Well, maybe hopefully next year, you know, I'm at a point where I'm finally feeling like I can actually write 
Yes. I can finish those chapters and, and stop procrastinating. And, you know, and I would sometimes be hard on myself. Yes. Um, so can I just say yeah. this to you because I need to say it out loud. So I yeah. hear it for me. Yeah. We needed that time to be able to regroup. Like you said, I, 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 you know, I, I, during 2020, I had a, a lot of worries and unknowns and fear right outwardly, but I had time you know, because I didn't have to go to school every day. I was on a computer when school started. Um, so there was actually the little bit more time to play with. And in the summer months, of course, I had a lot more time. Mm -hmm. um, but now I have that time again. So yeah, so we have that time again to be able to. But we needed that time for the rest and the relaxation or the rejuvenation mm -hmm. or the healing or the learning to be able to then re-visit. Uh, the books. So there, I said that to you and I'm yeah. just going to say that for me too. Yes, I completely agree. I mean, the yeah. time is always right. And I'm writing now from a more healed, open-hearted space. I am too, even yeah. in just two years. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly. And so the book will reflect, you know, a little bit of prior and a little bit now, and I think will be even better. So I completely agree. Yeah. So I'm sorry, anything else you want to no, that's it. I mean, I okay. guess, you know, that's our message to everyone. It's like the timing is always right. Like Trust. don't beat yourself up, you yeah. know, it will come out, you know, you have to focus. It's a balance of being focused and, and finish and following through yeah. because if I don't publish a book, like that's one of my bucket list things. Me too. You know, so it's like that, that would be, you know, I wouldn't, I would not be well in my heart if I don't actually go forward with it. But I also don't put that pressure on. Uh, I had to have it done right. last year. I don't you have know? a deadline. I didn't, exactly. you know, so I don't have a deadline. I just know that it'll, it will come out. Most of it's there. Mm -hmm. Now I just have to fi fix and add. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially mm -hmm. the newer stuff. You're right. Mm -hmm. It's funny because as I was coming into this office to start this conversation, I, I, moved the book from my desk to the chair behind me <laughs> and I had the thought I'm like I just had some I had like this great idea as to how to start it start the book um which I found interesting I feel like yeah I feel like I, I am in such a different space than I was two years ago mm -hmm. to get this done um I'm really motivated and now talking to you just makes me remember yes Liz do it yes Liz do it yeah. <laughs> focus and follow through damn it mm -hmm. all right okay you ready for my three questions that I ask everyone okay Fire when, you, when you are at your most peaceful what is it that you're doing I, it's with my hands on horses doing craniosacral or just like massaging or just having them my hands on it it, it is because uh, I actually was doing a yoga nidra the other night and like it's what your what's your inner resource your inner sanctuary mm -hmm. and it's it's there for sure yeah. and that's why I was like I'm missing I'm missing this and when I had a chance to actually do it again it's like I can easily drop in to awesome. that calm and at peace state those horses are so spiritual mm -hmm. all right if you had to recommend one book for a client or someone that changed your life or you would think would change their life what would it be can I recommend two? Do you care? Yes. Okay. No, <laughs> Women Who Run With the Wolves by Dr. Clarissa uh, Pinkola Estes. Um, it, it, it's, it's sometimes a hard read because it's very academic, but it 
it's I use it as like an oracle. It's like my Bible sort of thing. Cool. That's cool. Um, and and sometimes I'll read stuff. There's so much information. And the other one is Wild Feminine by Tammy Lynn Kent. And it's all about the I call it wild wisdom, but it's all about the wisdom within your pelvic bowl. As oh, a interesting. Yeah. I love that. Those two are like my go-tos and one of like the 15 or two of the 15 books I brought here to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I was going through my pile of books and yeah. I just ordered three more and I'm listening to another one on Audible. I'm like, oh, yeah, too, Wonderful. Much, too much, too well, much, too so much. Knowledge, but those two I refer back to all the time. Yeah. And yeah. They, they go into a lot of my teaching and what I share. Right. Yeah. Right. Great. Thank you. And if money was not an object, what would you be doing? For a job, for work, yeah, anything. Uh, yeah. What would you do with yourself? I would be traveling more. Yeah. I would be definitely traveling more. I and mean, that's what came up in my morning pages this morning mm-hmm. um, was like, oh, I miss, you know, like adventures and with my daughter too. I mean, I had them before, but I would definitely have tra- traveled more. I mean, I've got the Bahamas and Scotland on my list right now and yeah, to visit nice. my parents, but um, I have a friend in the Bahamas and Scotland's been drawing me probably ancestral stuff. But, um, but yeah, I would just, I'd travel more and then probably like write about it and people would pay me. Perfect. <laughs> doesn't matter. Money's no object. So they don't right? even have to pay you. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would be traveling, writing, enjoying food and new adventures. And that would be great. I love that. Mm-hmm. So can you do before I know I said only three questions and then we were done, but I have one more question for sure. you. Your morning papers are just your morning routine and journaling and reflection. Do you a- yeah. answer the same question every morning? Who am I? Why am I here? Like, what is that? Do you mind sharing that? Or is that it's a practice from, Oh, I can't remember her name. Something. Oh, that's came. Okay. Yeah. But I, I started doing that. And I mean, I have to wake up before my daughter to do that, but today I woke up at 6am. So, um, and a lot of it's just reflection. So it's like stream of consciousness coming out and I try to fill three pages and sometimes it takes me longer than others. Sometimes it's fast. Um, and your goal is three papers, just three pages. Yeah. That's what she, um, shares. And, and I was like, okay, this is a great practice because like, sometimes I'll wake up and I'll have a feeling and be, or I had a dream or, you know, it's like, why am I feeling this today? And then it just starts coming and then it turns into something else. And it, and, and then, you know, like at the end uh, today, it like was, yeah, I need to do more thought leadership stuff. Um, And because the, like, lifting up women is really important to me. Same. So, so do you meditate before you do your morning papers or do you meditate at all? I'm sorry. No, I do I meditate. Just, I just um, assume. No, I do. I do. I do different yeah. meditations. Yeah. Um, I do Qigong meditation and um, some group frequency calibration work with uh, Karen Chong, her meditations. And I do different things. I'll do yoga nidra. Okay, it depends yeah. what I have yeah. time for. Uh, Cause I'm always squeezing it in, in yep. naps or it's, impo- you know, it's important. It's important. It's so important. And, and so, so, so again, do you do those before your morning papers or do you do no, those other times of the day? No, because um, <laughs> a lot of times in the morning, although I told myself, okay, instead of seven, I'm getting up at six. Um, now that I've, I've been getting up at 4 a.m. almost every day, I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, it's uh, we're shifting into vata season for an Ayurvedic medicine, and well, so I'm, I'm mostly pitta, 
Oh, okay. So what but does that mean? Because I don't know. Why about the tabata? We're usually, um, we're, we're a mix of all of them, but they can get imbalanced. And as what's we the, head what's into the, the third one, what's the third kapha. one? Yeah. I think I'm, I'm mostly pitta and kapha and then. Oh, okay. Yeah. But if I the vata, the vata is the first to go out. And, and so once it starts to shift into fall, waking up between three and five is common. And so we need more warming foods and spices. And that's, you know, why we start to go into this, even though it's late August, I mean, fall's just around the corner. Yeah. The, the, the weather here is becoming cooler in the morning. Yeah. Um, it's easily 50 late, uh, late fifties, uh, upper fifties. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mother they, nature tells us what's going on. And so, so that's one of the reasons I'm starting to get up at six because I want more energy every day and sleeping past six goes into kappa mode and it's like, okay, okay. I've done that for a while. Now I need to get it together. Yeah. So the reason I share that is because in the morning, I'm like, my daughter usually sleeps till seven or seven 30. And I'm like, okay, how much time do I have before she wakes up before the dog wakes her up or I sneeze and like, it, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm, what do I feel like doing today? And a lot of times it's just writing. Yeah. So maybe that will translate into writing some of my book, but I was going to say that too. Yeah. Like it, yeah. you could know, you could see things like, Oh, I should write, put that in the book. That's what I'm thinking. So mm -hmm. I was asking about the morning papers because I also started this new routine. Not, again, here we go. I'm going way off topic, but I got this beautiful notebook, uh -huh. um, spiral bound notebook. And it's got a great little quote on the front on the inside. There's not lines. There's only dots, mm -hmm. which is, I wish I had it with me, but I, I am thinking, I'm going to create a class with these books because mm -hmm. I, what I do is I get my favorite color markers you can see mm -hmm. my logo is the, mm -hmm. you know, chakra colors. And, um, and I write the same thing on every page, but one page is one day and I write the date and I write the, the day, the date, and then in the, in the colors, because it's creative and I like seeing the colors, I write mind, body, soul, and I pick what I'm going to do for each one that day. Mm -hmm. I do my affirmation of the day, my joy. So what was going to bring me joy today? And that could be anything from like tidying up the house or something that is like traditionally bringing someone joy. <laughs> you know, I, sometimes tidying up for me is the energetic feeling of just being you know, clear. So I have to do that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then the bottom part says I write journal. And then at the end of the day, I may jot or the next day, the date, like thoughts from the day before, mm -hmm. or what I'm thinking that morning. So that's my practice. It's been since um, mid-August, still oh, August, beautiful. but yeah. since mid-August, <laughs> I feel like it's been months. Um, oh. And I've loved that. So oh, I was just wondering about your morning papers because yeah. um I, you know, I, I love, I'm trying to build more routine into my day. That's more spiritually mm -hmm. focused because I've meditated every day. I meditate twice a day. Usually mm -hmm. in the afternoon, I do it again. And, um, but I want more like journaling. So, yeah. Anyways, the, yeah. I like when the I, idea of just writing. I love it. I love what yeah. you're doing. And I love that idea of like, what is going to bring me joy today? Cause I think sometimes we have to tap into that and often more often than not yeah, but yeah I noticed that I have to tap into that or I, else I, I just too. go yeah yep, I'm the same way and then yeah. it's like you just did all day yeah and it's yeah. like so actually I, I should probably add that in uh, you know what's going to bring me joy today yeah. but yeah I like that free flow and it can be you know a certain question you have in your mind or you know that sort of stuff you can or about your book or anything like that I just do that to get my mind 
it's just a different way of meditation. It's like a mind dump, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then yeah. usually by the third page, it's like, yeah, that's what really speaks to me. Yes, I love and, that. And, you know, and there's sometimes I'll cry over something like that hits emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'll say, I really need to pay attention to that. Yeah. And my meditations, I usually do in the afternoon while my daughter's sleeping right now. Um, because that's just when I could fit them in, but yeah. they might shift again to the morning. I don't, I don't know how everybody does stuff late at night after the kids go to bed. Cause I, I don't know how anyone sleep. stays up past nine. Right. <laughs> I, everybody's like, I'm getting my workout at a 10 after my kids. And I'm like, like you're gonna be up all night. No, like, not happening. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm like, um, I'm I, once in a blue moon, I get to watch something I want to watch on Netflix instead of, you know, Coca Melon or, you know, what or whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, usually I'm like, I'm in bed. <laughs> um, it's 8 39 o'clock. I'm, if I haven't already fallen asleep on the couch, I'm upstairs in my bed. Exactly. So, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, well, I do get up at 4 a.m., so that doesn't help. Well, yeah, if you're getting up at 4 a.m., I could, but I've been like, no. My body wakes me up. It's not, there's no alarm. My alarm is 5.05. Yeah. And it rarely wakes me up because I'm already like. And that's okay. That's actually really good for managing Bata Dosha imbalances and and Kappa Dosha, all of them. And um, and I just am like, no, no, we're not doing this. We're not. (laughs) And this last night I was like, please, my dog, don't wake me up at two, three, four in the morning. So I can actually sleep till six. She woke me up at six Oh five. Good girl. I mean, my alarm woke me up, but I was like, yeah, thank you for not having to pee in the middle of the night. Yep. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. Cause then I can actually want to wake up at 6am. I used to wake up at five and six, but I'm trying to reprogram again. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Listen, it was so nice to talk to you and learn a little bit more about what you do and a little bit about your background as well. So thank you for taking the time um, and doing that with me. And I'm sorry, Britt wasn't here with us. I think she would have really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. Um, Well, sorry, mister. Thank you for having me on Liz. Oh, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. And again, uh, everyone else who is listening, I will be back in just a moment. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. And here I am. I am back, just came back to say one more time, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you next time. But until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thank you. Bye. Bye.